you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in, and thanks to you for supporting the show. We're out in Oakland, California today at Ume Yoga Studio, and we got the big homie Seth Manter in the house co-hosting on Sober Guy Radio. What's up, Seth? How are you? What's up, Chandler? It's good to be on again. Yes, man. We got a little trip out here, and uh, we're talking with Chelsea Rappel today. Chelsea, what's up? How are you today? Hey, Shane. I'm feeling awesome. <laughs> so grateful to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're glad to be out here. We've been stoked about it all week. Uh, we got the ladies, Jess and Mel, hanging out with us, too. What's up, girls? What are you doing back there? Hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about first how we met. We went to the Modality Conference uh, just a, about a month ago, probably. We saw TJ Woodward, our good friend, and uh, also Noah Levine out there speak. And um, where did we we met getting a cup of coffee? I think at the, I think uh, at the we were coffee spot at there. the coffee spot. Yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, hey, who's this tattooed dude? Like, let's <laughs> let's have a conversation. And then we yep. were out in the grass, and I think it was Seth that wanted to show off his yoga moves. Yeah, yep. doing yep. a little yoga Do together. A tree, mm-hmm. tree, tree pose, pose, and we yeah. did a triple tree between the three of us. It was really hot. That was like the pretty most fresh picture I'd ever seen. I was kind of, Seth was one up with the leg up. That's the tree, I guess, right? So you can yeah, tell how I, I don't so, know right? my yoga We were doing is. something. Yeah. You know? yeah, it was pretty yeah. neat. I liked it. Um, we're going to talk today about some yoga. We're actually going to do yoga afterwards, right? We're today? doing so much yoga. I'm so, so yeah. freaked out right now. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't even fucking have a clue how to do yoga. So I, I don't know what that's going to look like. That's the so best place to come from. Okay, awesome. good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking forward to all week too. I'm right there with Shane too, man. Like stressing on it all week. And then today I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm just going to go and do it. And so, so here we are. I tried power yoga one time and uh, that's the only yoga experience I have. And it was at, at the gym. And uh, it was quite embarrassing. And actually, today's topic of uh, of the meeting is shame. So I was very shameful after I tried this this yoga, this power yoga experience because um, I just wasn't very good at it. But that's part of it, right? You got to yeah. practice. You got to. It's not like you do, you don't just jump into something and then all of a sudden get good at it one day. It's like recovery, right? Damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I remember my first yoga class, and. A friend of mine was trying to get me to go forever. We went to a local gym on the Jersey Shore where I was living. This was while I was still smoking, getting high, drinking, partying, and <laughs> like, okay, this yoga thing. And I was so confused. I spent the whole 50 minutes, like, I couldn't do anything. I was very, I was like, these people know what they're doing. I do not. Yeah. I felt ashamed, embarrassed. You I felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> Probably. Who knows anymore? And then at that, but it was at the end where they're like, okay, lie down, relax, turn the lights yeah. down. I was like, whoa, I'm back in my body for the huh. first time in a really long time. Yeah. So that was a pivotal moment for me. Kind of actually feeling like in, um, in the moment experience almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I think this is what God is when they talk about God. I'm like, I don't know this hmm. feeling right now that I'm connected to my body and I'm bigger than my body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like, kind of like a little spiritual awakening at that moment. Very much That's a spiritual awesome. awakening. Very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of rewind a minute then. And then, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you got involved in yoga. If maybe that you kind of already alluded to that maybe in the first part, but tell us a little bit about yourself and then your own recovery. And then, um, we'll kind of get into the yoga thing too. Sure. Well, uh, in a nutshell, my, um, my first drug of choice was food. I remember growing up, I was the oldest of seven kids. My parents were having a really hard time. They were going through their stuff. They come from a background with lots of sexual abuse and physical abuse, very traumatic. So they were doing the best they could, but you can only keep that going so long. So yeah. I think just to, and I was expected to show up and take care of all the kids. I took on the oldest child role. And um, so I would be so stressed trying to keep it all together and I would come home and just like grab the cereal or the cookies and it was so yeah. comforting. Um, started putting on weight, started feeling like really uncomfortable in my body. I didn't fit in at school and um, I didn't look like the other girls at school. And um, started, I eventually, that's how the road took me to bulimia. I learned how to make myself throw up and um, really? that that was my first kind of um, physical uh, addiction. Um, just that cycle of like, I got to have comfort. I can't deal with this. I'm going to eat something. And then I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed in my body of what I've done. Let me get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until maybe 10 years later, um, when someone offered me my first, uh, uh, when offered me marijuana for the first time and, uh, I was like, all right, you know, and actually I was raised very Catholic. I came from a very religious background. I was very spiritual, but I had been so disillusioned that I was just like, all right, let's smoke yeah. this. Let's do it. And it was an awful first experience. It was so terrifying. And of course, like, but something lit up in my head and, and then marijuana became like the savior for me. Yeah. So it was like, you know, binging on a bunch of food purging in the bathroom, feeling really um, awful and scared and afraid and ashamed, and then like, let me get high to make it feel better. And that went on for maybe until I was about 28. So the interesting thing, though, when around that same time, when I got my own apartment and I was smoking weed and doing the bulimia, smoking cigarettes, drinking um, whatever I could get my hands yeah. on, one night stands, um, my friend did a little handstand or headstand in my bedroom. And I was definitely high then. I remember that. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's yeah. like, that. I'm like, what is that? He goes, that's yoga. Like, I'm doing a yoga pose. And that's not, I mean, huh. yoga is so much bigger than that. But I was like, if your body can do that, you know, I was so ashamed and estranged from my body. So I'm like, if your body, if you can be comfortable and do that, like, can I do yeah. that? It opened up a little window. So I was doing the drugs and the yoga parallel to each other for many, many years. It was like this feeling of this is a little bit of salvation. There's some medicine here in the yoga, but yeah. I also have this old medicine that's not really working mm. in the drugs and the mm. food. So it was like this friction of huh. like th things aren't aligning. What I want to be doing and what I'm actually doing are, are bumping up against each other. Were you, were you still practicing going to church at that time in Catholicism and, and your background with being Catholic? Cause you, I'm assuming you went through catechism. You did the first communion, stand, sit, thing. stand, sit, stand, sit, that whole thing. Like the whole, Oh, I'm confirmed. Yeah. I got a confirmation okay. yeah. name. Yeah. And in fact, it, um, no, I actually, I think around at the age of 17, 18, 
when stuff got so bad in my family and things, I was just, it was in such a dark place. I was in, I didn't know what I was doing. I just was like, there is no God. Really? Or if there is, if there is a God, yeah. I can't feel God. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, so when I did go to the yoga class and I explained this in the, when we were talking about the hot yoga and we finally relaxed and did the, it's called Shavasana. It actually means corpse pose, kind of like a death of the ego in the body and oh, you kind of rest. Um, that was when I felt like, oh, I think this is that God or that spirit. I think, yeah. I think, and I think it lives inside of me. Something greater than your, yourself. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yoga became my spiritual practice at that point. How long have you been practicing since? So that was when you were 28. So it's been like, it's been a few years, quite a few years. Then. I was, when I first did yoga, I was, it was 2006. So about 12 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah. We talk about ego. Like that's like, how do you, how do you escape from that? Like that's a whole separate part of me. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's all locked up in my head up here. And there's a big part of it that I know, I know ego and my, the shit that goes on in my head is not in my heart. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know how else to describe it. Like that's not me. And so when we're talking about into diving into shame today and we're talking about, I noticed too, I was telling Seth before we started, I had to look at what the difference between guilt and shame was because they're, they're so similar. And I, I still don't really know how to describe the two other than really high level here. Guilt being something that I've done, like an action I've done and that I feel bad about. And then shame feeling like embarrassment. Like I'm embarrassed of, um, you know, somebody busted me out Mm. or I've had to, you know, talk about something that's super personal. I don't want to do that. But to separate those things and have like grace on myself has been, that's like one of the hardest, hardest things. So let me, let's start here. I'm going to go, we'll go around here. I'm going to start with you, Seth. Like talk about, um, talk about like things that have gone on and you can get as, you know, as, um as specific as you want or just in general and then having to have grace upon yourself like that's one of the hardest things to do I feel like yeah it is you know um for me uh I think the biggest thing about about shame and guilt right is kind of working through it on a daily basis right we talked a little bit about forgiveness yeah um and and forgiving Mm. forgiving myself for some of the things that I've done in my past Right. Um, maybe not forgiving the acts that I did, but forgiving, forgiving me as the person. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I think the biggest thing with, with shame and even guilt, um, and I, you know, I work on this every day is that it's just that, right? Like it's a practice. Like I'll never, I'll never be perfect at it. Um, and I think that if I don't continue to work on it, on forgiving myself, um, for the shameful or guiltful things that I've done, in the past that it will, it will manifest. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll go down into that deep, uh, heart, dark crevice, right. That we were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is that kind of what you were asking? Like, yeah, no, it's on, it's on point. I mean, it's a, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer either. Yeah. Cause I think it's such a, um, I, like you said, it's such a daily thing. Like, and that goes with recovery in general. This is a daily thing. Like anybody that thinks that they have, well, I, let me take that back. I don't want to speak for anybody, but I know for me, when I think like just when I, oh man, I got this, it's cool. You know what I mean? Then like God or life or whatever mm-hmm. throws some shit at me and it's like, okay, wait a minute. And you need to check yourself real quick and figure out that this is a daily, a daily thing. So like for you, like how mm-hmm. have you dealt like bulimia? That's a huge, I mean, I don't, I've never been there personally, but I can imagine that that is something that is 
um, really, really tough to deal with. And yeah. especially I read on the flyer, like body shaming, mm-hmm. like, and I, it's funny for me to admit this, but like donuts and sugar and shit, like that's been a huge struggle of mine. So yeah. I'm like, how every the hell day, can I, yeah, every I, day, I, right? I deal with it every day. I go right by the donut shop every, mm. and every once in a while it calls my name, Seth, you know, and I'll stop. <laughs> Those donuts are and, very talkative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I won't even just get one donut, I'll get three, right? <laughs> right, it's like that the like maple. insatiable hunger, right? That yeah. like, we talk about that in the tw- in the 12 step rooms of like that God-shaped hole that mm-hmm. can really never be filled, but donuts can be, pretty useful to some extent right and and it's interesting you know sometimes you go to the to the rooms and what's on the table you got the cookies the donuts the coffee it's just like what else can i use to fill that it's the legal drugs right and we can go into the store anytime and no one asks us questions it's like fill me up with those m&ms and that soda and yeah yeah, it's it's pretty it's and it's really embedded in our culture, especially as a woman. It's just, you know, we were talking about this earlier. You know, I used to want to be an actress and I couldn't deal with the audition process because they just look at your body and they put a label on you. Oh, you're huh. old, you're young, you're fat, you're thin. Your we your worth is based on what I perceive of you and how yeah. you look. And that's really stressful. And I remember you know, being very young and just looking at the other girls who were getting the dates and looking at my body and being like, I don't look like that. And the boys aren't asking me out and my home life is falling apart and my dad doesn't want to pay attention to me. And like, I just kind of like, let me just, you know, make a big pot of macaroni and cheese and fill that. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked really well for a moment. You know, it really did. Craft or Velveeta. Oh man, you know, <laughs> it's hard to say when it comes to cheese, right? And it's Dude, not, you know, geez, and that's oh another man. thing in recovery too for me, because as someone who I've been, you know, in recovery from this eating disorder for almost four years, but, um, it's learning to not judge myself on like what I ate today or didn't eat and how, you know, what I put in my body, because I can be the harshest critic of myself and, and yeah. value my self-worth based on what my body looks like or you know I don't even weigh myself anymore I go to the doctor I said don't tell me the number I don't want to know I don't want to put that label on myself so um yeah and it's just in it's it's entrenched in our culture I went to I went to the doctor the other day I took all the shit out of my pockets like it was going to make a difference mm-hmm. you know like hey, let me step on get my wallet out and my phone out cuz I want to see the legitimate the legitimate weight we got going on there why is that such a I, I, I I asked why, why is that such like a, a thing? But I guess you're right. I mean, you kind of already talked about it. Like there's this judgment on society on we need to be the, the you know, the best at stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the best at shit, but like how do you do it in a way that is non-self-judgmental? Like I'm my own worst enemy. You know what I mean? How do you deal with something like that? Being your own worst enemy. Gosh, and it's so, and I think so many of us, I mean, I, that inner critic, I labeled it my inner critic or my inner bulimic. When she's talking, she's got a very specific vocabulary and I've Mm. learned to label her. But for me, that's where the yoga comes in. Um, First of all, just to be able to befriend my body, Mm. whether I'm in a posture that's challenging me or a posture that feels good and I'm like stretching something that feels really good. It's like I'm learning to befriend my body and treat it with kindness Um, and even get to know how it feels in my body. You know, when I chose at a very young age that, you know, I was fat, I was unlovable, I left my body. I left my body, and many of us do that with drugs and alcohol, and and that was what pot did for me and alcohol did for me. You know, I... I didn't want to be in my body. It was not a safe place. Yeah. Um, so yoga is kind of the bridge between, like you were saying, Shane, my, my head and my heart are two different things. Yeah. Um, 
yoga for me, um, and the practice of mindfulness in general, meditation is about connecting my head and the inner critic or whatever voice is going on with the heart and what yeah. it really wants or the gut, like the intuition, the inner knowing of like where I'm supposed to go and who I'm supposed to be. So building that bridge because the body is so full of wisdom. Yeah. So, so give us a little rundown if you would. Let's dive into mindfulness a little bit more. Um, Seth and I are really, you know, we've really kind of came together, I feel like, in the last couple of months and been on this like quest to like start this new meeting in Vacaville and like dive in headfirst to mindfulness. And I know for me, and you and I have talked a little bit, it's been huge for me. It's really, it's just been, there's things that I've heard before, but I haven't heard them presented in the way like I have like with refuge or with just mindfulness in general. Um, and I think if the same's for you, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. You, you've yeah. kind of been diving in and oh, feeling yeah. some of the Head same first, stuff. And I, I've, I've been, it's been kind of like my new um, addiction, right? Like I find <laughs> yeah. myself to either um, read on mindfulness or listen to podcasts on mindfulness. Um, I'm looking up places where, you know, they give meditation classes. I'm actually going on Tuesday. Um, looking forward to that. So yeah, it's become a new, um, it's all, it's all new to me and it's like super exciting. Um, because it's real shit that I get it, that I get to hear. So it's, I, I'm looking forward to it and I, I'd like to hear, you know, yeah, well, Chelsea's take on, on, on the whole mindfulness thing. Let, let, let me point one thing out real quick and then I'll have you take that away. Okay. Cause I think this is super important, especially for all of us. Definitely. But definitely for dudes out there listening too, because dudes we're supposed to be like, we know everything and it, you know, we're, we got to be the best at it. Like I was talking about earlier, right? What we're talking about here is stepping outside of your comfort zone and trying something out that mm, you don't yeah. know how to do. And that is okay. You don't have to know how to do everything. Okay. And that's what happens when we get to, at least for me, when I started getting into my late teens, early twenties is I stopped doing shit because I was scared of whether it was failure or um, what people would say about me, what people would think about me or even success at some point too. So like, I'm encouraging people out there, like step out of your fucking comfort zone. Like who gives mm -hmm. a shit what anybody thinks? Like if you want to try something, go for it. Like jump out, whether it's yoga, mindfulness, um, fucking yogging. If you want to jog around the damn park, if you want to play chess, if you want to, whatever it is that you want to do, like go for it. Like just jump in and go for it. Okay. So let me stop there. I just wanted to point that out because I think it's so are you, huge. Are you fired up right I'm now? I'm fucking bro. always fired up when I do this shit, man. I get to, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like good. I feel, I feel it is passion, man. Yeah. It's just good. like, I, I love it. And there's, there's, there's nothing better than, um, than feeling that inside. So Chelsea, um, let me, let me rewind then and give us your take on mindfulness. Cause yes, I want to hear it too. Oh, wow. That's such a broad, I know such I'm a broad just, I really topic. Got you there, huh? Yeah. You know, and what I'm actually relating to, because my business is all about the business of the isness, right? It's like all about that mindful process. And, um, you know, when I work with my, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but my, my, out of my comfort zone, my biggest dream was to create my own business that blends the yoga with the recovery. And yeah. I'm about to launch my website, which is awesome. By awakened the way. yoga, awakened recovery.com. And, nice. uh, it was, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, like using drugs and alcohol and food kept me from a really, at a really safe distance from my dreams and, yeah. um, yeah, addiction huge. in general, just, you know, it separates us from ourselves, from our family, from our dreams. And the interesting thing about yoga, yoga literally translates to mean, um, 
union or connection. Mm. So it's it's the opposite in a, in a way yeah. of that disconnect. So, um, you know, that the 12 steps and the, the cognitive piece of self-inquiry and really looking into really honestly taking a look at myself and my life thus far, you know, and, and it's kind of that approach of like, I'm looking at everything that's happened up to this point. I'm looking at where I am now and I need to be willing to look at where I want to go and how to integrate that. And that's what I do with my clients and my students and myself. And if I only use the cognitive approach, if I'm just using the brain, um, and taking my inventories and, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. and looking to my resentment, resentments, it's so useful. And at some point, I'm also going to need to um, be aware of what that brings up in my body, what yeah. that brings up um, in terms of even being able to listen to my heart when it's like, hey, Chelsea, we really want to start a business and we really want to get out of the comfort zone. Like to even be able to listen to that voice, yeah. I need to be mindful of it. I need to get quiet and listen. How how long did you do that while you were still drinking and smoking? Because I know for me, <laughs> I used to do that. I would sit in the garage and I would daydream about all this stuff. And then I'd make excuses why I couldn't do it because of this person or that person or this happened to me or whatever. Yeah. So there was a lot of like daydreaming, but never any activeness, never any active pursuit that was like like a foundation to run on. It was always just bullshit thoughts mm. that were never followed through. Did you experience any of that too? Oh yeah, it's such a fun game. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a game. Just That's like, wow, for sure. let's play this game again. Yeah. Right, and it's, and yeah, I, like I said, I, in 2006 was when I first discovered yoga and mindfulness and um, I even moved myself from New Jersey out to California to live at a Buddhist retreat center for four years. Cause I'm like, I think I want to find this mindfulness thing. I don't know where it is, but I was still get, I was so in the addiction. Yeah. Um, so it was so painful to be sitting in my like Buddhist meditation class and Buddhist philosophy class and studying and being mindful and being like, look at what you're doing. In fact, I just found an old journal that was like writing during that philosophy class saying, Chelsea, you're causing this pain, your actions are literally causing the very depression, anxiety, fear that you are struggling with the actions. Yeah. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm just keep doing this thing. And you're, you're the one with the power to change that. But it was like eight years, like, you know, eight years in the making. It up was, until that. Yeah. Right. So, but, so that was painful to oh, like yeah. really be mindful and like, wow, look what I'm doing to myself, but I'm going to keep doing it. Look what yeah. I'm doing to myself, but I'm going to keep doing it. Like that was hella painful and and I'm just going to keep plugging yoga because it's just everything comes back to it for me but like you know the the asana piece and asana meaning the poses um those are in the body those are that's the action right and where it's all about get into action the action steps and like if I don't even know how to like get in my body and take action on things and feel what that's like then I've like most of us don't even have the tools for that yeah for sure I have no idea. No, I have no, no idea. But <laughs> if I'm no like, clue. oh, okay, this is what it feels like to be standing on my feet. And this is what it yeah. feels like to be like moving through space and like, oh, it's not that bad. One of the things I always liked, um, and uh, Noah, <clears throat> excuse me, Noah says it a lot on the meditations is right here. It's like this. I don't know what yeah, it is yeah, like yeah. right here. It's and I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. It is. It's like this right now, you know, and that always helped me kind of like bring, bring it back in and say like, okay, um, Here's my feet, you know, on the floor. Mm. Here's my hands on top of my legs. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and actually feel that 
and, and you're connecting, right? Is that kind of how you describe it? You're connecting mind, body, soul, everything? Absolutely, right? Because like I said earlier, we're all, like this addictive terrain of just being a bunch of different parts that are all over the place. Yeah. My head's over here. Like I'm thinking I want to do this, but my body's actually doing this other thing. And like my heart is really just wanting something entirely different. So there's all these parts yeah. that are scattered around and what the mindfulness, whether you're sitting still and meditating or you're on your yoga mat, yeah. um, what we're doing is we're integrating all yeah. of those parts and we're bringing it into a place of wholeness, which, you know, our friend TJ of yeah. conscious recovery is always What's saying up, like, Hey TJ, uh, we're intrinsically underneath we're whole mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're wanting. Like that God shaped whole. Like I want to come back. I just want to be whole. I want to feel that again. So integrating all of those parts and learning, like you said, just to feel my hands and feel my feet. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. It's funny too, Seth. Um, I was just thinking about this is that you haven't done yoga yet, right? No, we're going to do it today. We're going to, we're going to have some fun with it. And, um, at the same time, you actually have such a big part of yoga in your life with your mom and Jay. Hmm. You know what I, I mean? Like your yeah. mom has done, how long, how long has Kim She's done yoga? She's been doing yoga probably 15 years now. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and you've been around that, like, mm -hmm. um, and we should, we should come out here again. We should bring Jay and Kim out here. That'd be freaking awesome. You'd love his mom and, and Jay. They're freaking awesome people. Bring and everyone. They, yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Sure, we'll just bring the sure. whole damn crew. Mm -mm. Scotty and Mel, they need to come too. Uh, but you've been seeing, you know, you've been seeing that practice for a long time. And, and like, what is, what have you seen that do for your family? Even? So I, I've seen it definitely change lives, right? Um, my mom and Jay, for sure. Um, I don't know. You kind of, you kind of put me on the spot. There. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I, know, but I, I do definitely it. see um, something that's attractive is that they're in tune with themselves, right? And they've mm -hmm. um, definitely got a piece about them now. And that's kind of something that, or it's not kind of something, but that's what I'm after right now. Um, you know, after mm. being clean and sober for eight years, it's like, okay, like, yeah, it's cool that I'm fucking sober. Um, it's cool that I'm clean, but it's like, I'm, I'm yearning for something else. Mm. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's finding that inner self really. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I've, Everything else that I've done in the past hasn't really worked for me, right? So um, when we go back to talking about getting out of the fucking comfort zone, um, this is something that's been kind of in the works for, for quite some time. It's finally, it's something that I've wanted to do. And this opportunity came up and it was like, holy fuck, dude, like it's coming up. And rather than to shy away from it and come up with ex excuses why I couldn't make it here mm -hmm. today... Um, it was more like, dude, I'm so stoked, right, to come. So it's it's definitely something that I've always yearned for and wanted, right? So Chelsea, I, you know, I'm so grateful for you know opening up the studio for us to come down and hang out and obviously do the podcast. But um, you know, the podcast is cool. But I'm I, I I'm like. I yeah, can't wait to, to the yeah, yoga. I, I want to get it. to the yoga for sure. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, t tell us about Ume. So Ume Studio here in Oakland, California. Um, give us a little background on that. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the studio where I teach. Um, so just want to be clear, I don't own this studio, um, uh, but maybe someday. Maybe but, someday, um, you never know. You know what we're referring to for those of you that don't know that are just tuning in. Um, 
we are about to do the monthly yoga of 12-step recovery class that Ume allows me to host here once a month, every third Sunday. And there's yoga 12-step classes all over the country if anyone is not in Oakland. And you can go to y12sr.com and find a a teacher near you, a meeting near you. But um, I'm really blessed because, you know, I approached Ume, the managers one day, and said, hey, you know, like, there's a lot of people struggling with their own addictions, their own compulsive behaviors. And I love to offer this class and we can't really pay you like we can give, you know, because the Y12 SR, it's all of just like the 12 steps. It's like, give what you can. And then we make a donation. But, um, they were really receptive and open and they said, yes, we need that. Absolutely. So I'm so grateful because there are definitely other studios in the area I've heard that are not open to things like this. So the fact that they were, you know, we're right in the heart of Oakland. Marijuana just became legal. It's everywhere. There's drugs (laughs) everywhere. I mean, like it's a party over here. So to just be able to say, yes, that's a positive thing for some people. And then for those of us that struggle, um, there's a space for you. So, um, yeah, we do this every third Sunday. And what it is, is it's a, the first portion of the class is an open level meeting. So we get people who are in all types of 12 step programs and then people who are not in 12 step programs, because not everyone resonates with that. We have, you know, which is cool. I like it. That's really good. So great. Cause it's not, you know, there really just is not one path. And I have to be really clear about that. Um, there are many ways to get to the same place of this, this freedom that, you know, you're saying Seth, you're looking for. Um, and then after we do the meeting, which Shane is going to be speaking at, so I'm so stoked on that. I He's going to be no sharing idea with. What I'm going to talk just about going to let it just roll. So it's clear, but so yeah. I'm so excited. So we'll, you know, and then everyone will get the chance to share and like maybe even claim some of the shame they've been holding on it's to awesome. and just name it, and we on be like and see the other people in the circle nodding their heads and like yes, I relate to that. Yeah. And then we're going to take it to the mat. So whatever shows up on in the circle during our meeting we literally take what comes up, whether that's shame, fear, joy. Some yeah. thing, I can have a plan, but sometimes other things happen. Yeah. And then we actually embody those principles by moving into poses that reflect, whether it's ref- trying to reflect a feeling of surrender and moving into restorative mm-hmm. poses or reflecting um, you know, courage yeah. and, and moving out of your comfort zone, going into a pose that I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And you try it and you learn that you can be there for three breaths. And yeah. then you have that embodied experience knowing that, oh, I can do that again. Yeah. We need to build that muscle of action. Um, you yeah. said uh, <laughs> you, um, about having a plan. I got to, I got to throw a quote out here. Okay. Everybody ready? Quote me up. Mike Tyson. I wish I could say it in Mike Tyson's voice, but I'm not even going to attempt to. Just imagine it in your head as I'm saying this. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. It's (laughs) one of the best I've ever heard right there. I love it. And it's so true because when we try to plan, I was telling Seth before, I said, yeah, I think I'm going to speak today at the meeting and, you know, uh, anytime in the past I've spoken at places, I try to take notes it's like, it's, it's not from the heart. I feel like, I mean, you can take like bullet points that we'll do that with the podcast sometimes, but like to get like truly vulnerable and just talk about, cause you never know what's going to come up. And same thing with you. You never know what's going to come up in like a topic. Maybe you have a meeting that has one specific topic and then you get going on other topics and then it mm-hmm. might take over the whole thing and be just what someone needed to hear that yeah. day was that, you know, it might not be something else. Um, what's next. You got the website rolling out pretty soon. Um, what are your plans for, 
moving forward with the meeting and are you just kind of taking it one day at a time, which is always a good thing <laughs> in recovery, that old cliche or what's, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going good on next question. for Chelsea? Well, continuing to move out of my comfort zone and stepping up. And in fact, in an awakened recovery, we actually don't say one day at a time. We say one breath at a time because mm. someday one day can feel like one day can feel like a long, yeah. long time for yeah. some, some days. Right. So one breath at a time. But, um, so what I'm currently doing, we're going to keep rolling with this yoga 12 step meeting, but, um, you know, I also am taking awakened recovery into treatment centers. So we're going into residential, we're going into outpatient, intensive outpatient, um, clinics, um, where people are saying, okay, we have our yoga. I mean, we have our therapy groups, we have our, you know, um, educational groups, we have our detox. Right. And then, um, I'm curious about this yoga thing. How is yoga helping people? Yeah. We'd like to talk to you, Chelsea. So that's where we come in. And uh, that's awesome. And we get people breathing, right? Feeling their breath. We get people learning how to um, deal with cravings by mm. relaxing their body and just learning how to. How do I deal with the craving for a hostess <laughs> cherry pie? Well, definitely go get a cherry pie. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? Because cravings can seem so personal, right? Yeah. In fact, there's a teaching I love, um, a teacher I like to go um, practice with. She said, she reminded me of the three P's. And uh, the three P's are, and you know, especially if you're experiencing a craving, a challenge, the three P's are like, first of all, it's not uh, personal. You know, second of all, it's not permanent. Right. And third of all, it's not perfect. Right. So letting go mm. of that standard and good. yeah, the three P's, it's not personal, it's not permanent, it's not perfect. Um, and knowing that, like I said, one breath at a time, yeah, I can stay present with feeling my feet on the floor and eventually this thing will pass this cherry, you know, we'll move on from the cherry pie and, uh, I'll go do something cool. Go yeah. take my dog <laughs> on, on the beach or, or go shit. climb yeah. a rock or <laughs> You know, like, I'm going to try it. So the three P's, because I think those little trigger, you know, those little trigger tricks, like Seth would taught me one a long time ago, look at your feet. He would always say, if you're, if you're feeling lost, you can just look at your feet. You're right where you're supposed to be, you know? And like, so those things like that are the three P's. Another good example, because those moments can, is what really can get you sometimes. And that goes back to the mindfulness. I'm not being mindful of that urge to eat this, this fucking pie or cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just using sugar as an example. Cause that's one that's really relevant for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God it's not vodka though or something. Well, not yeah. that it's, I mean yeah. like, you know, same, same issue though. Um, and in that moment, it's like autopilot. Right. There's no like, there's no like thought process. It's just, I'm going to eat this shit now. <laughs> like, right. you know I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so, it, it's hard. It's a hard thing. Well, Got to have I, some tools. I've found too, man, that I get, you know, when I'm, when I'm craving something, like everything else shuts down. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I come super focused on whatever it is that I'm craving. Um, I think the, the, the last craving was, was for some new furniture, right? Like who the fuck needs new furniture? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and nonetheless, I mean, I, I, I caved in, right. And, and bought some new furniture, but I found that I was so focused and zeroed in, like I couldn't even focus at work because I was thinking about this new furniture that I had to have. Right. right? Um, and then, it, you know, it's, it, it's crazy that the, the cravings, um, you know, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm trying to realize is that the craving is not a permanent thing. Right. And it's not even a permanent fix to what mm. the, the void that I'm trying to, to fill. Yeah. Right. And this is, 
this is something that my wife talks to me about all the time. Like, what is the void that you're trying to fill? You know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's important to, and I'm becoming more aware of the cravings, right? Um, yeah, they're not, you know, I'm a fucking alcoholic, right? I drank to crave, I, I craved good feelings and, and, um, so that's why I drank cause I didn't want to feel bad. Right. So yeah. I still, I still crave things that want to make me feel good. And I think, um, it's, it's crazy, right. That there's this impermanence thing out there nowadays that I've just learned about and it's been around for a very long time, but, um, I'm kind of adapting that into my life now, right. Is that that craving is it's, it's not a permanent thing and it's not yeah. going to permanently fill the void that I feel that I have in my body right now. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's it fucking pass. crazy that it, that, yeah, in, in fact, it, it's going to pass. Right. Yep. So gnarly. Gnarly. Why do they put a G in front of gnarly? A little surprise. It is. It's like, well, it's, 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 I even didn't think like a K, but it's a G that doesn't make any sense. And neither do I right now. Why the fuck am I talking about this? Anyways, let's move on. Where are we at right now? Anyways, where are we at on time? We're at about four, almost, almost 420. Oh, here's one thing I forgot about. This is hilarious. So you mentioned we're right in Oakland right now. Weed, right? Weed, yep. weed central straight up. You probably Amsterdam. got, yeah, I was, bro, you read my mind. I was going to say Humboldt County, you, you have California and then you got Oakland and you got, you have a fucking college here for those who've never been to Oakland. It's or like whatever, across who, the street from us or something. Yeah. It's right yeah. down here on Broadway. Oaksterdam college where you can go and learn how to grow marijuana like straight up it's crazy any thoughts on that or am i just gonna fucking yeah no well in fact that you know there are other uh program yoga classes you can go to where you smoke a little weed and then do some yoga and um i don't have anything against weed personally i don't i mean i i don't want to smoke it anymore because i can't just like take a hit like i'll be smoking it Mm. from the time i wake up in the morning until the time i go to bed at night that's the kind of smoker that i'm oh yeah me too and so it's not so much the weed that's the issue because I, I wish I could take a yoga class and puff a little bit of weed sometimes and just that's it. But I can't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's, that's important to recognize in oneself. Is. Yeah, because some people can. And, and I'm not saying every single person is an addict, but I really yeah. do believe that many of us do have our hooks. For sure. What Pema Chodron, you know, she's a Tibetan American a Buddhist nun and she she talks about addiction. She uses the word hooks. What hooks you, right? Mm. Whether it's a person, yeah. you know, or a, or a TV show or your favorite yeah. flavor ice cream. Like what really gets you hooked? And then like Seth was talking about, I can't think about anything else <laughs> until I get that thing. Yeah. And you know, that, um, someone in, so, uh, one of the highest levels of attainment in yoga, they would, um, it's the, hope I don't mess this up too much. Sorry, yogis out there. But um, it's the term acharya, so, um, which is how you might refer to a teacher or a guru. And acharya means the one who sees the patterns. So, for example, the highest level, one of the highest levels you can get to in yoga is not to be able to stand on your head. That's, gotten, that's not anywhere in the yoga sutras. Um, but one of the highest levels of attainment is to be able to be aware of those patterns hmm. to really know yourself, right? To know thyself really well, to know yeah. my tendencies, what we talk about in the 12 steps, my defects or defenses, you know, where do I default to when I'm stressed or I'm having a hard time or, you know, I'm confused and to just know that about myself. So then, you know, at the end of the yoga sutra, the goal is for there to be 
freedom, they, they use the term kaivalya, and kaivalya translates to um, kind of two American words, uh, English words, which is freedom and choice. Hmm. Choice, right? So addiction is often like, I got to get this thing right now. I got to get my fix. I got to get, it's like the hook. Yeah. And I got to get it or else, and nothing else matters. I'm so zoomed in. But to be able to see my patterns and know that about myself, and then to know there are other options, that's freedom of choice. If I can make a different choice. So that's where I want my clients, my students, um, myself, yeah. my sponsees to get to, to know like, I have a choice. Yeah. And I'm also like, I have some agency over that choice. I'm not just victim of my circumstance, my childhood, my parents. Um, yeah. I live in Oakland, there's weed everywhere, so I got to do it. But like, I actually really know that there's more choice and thereby there's more space. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm so zoomed in and there's no space and I can't make any other decisions, but there's more. I just have more options. And for me, that's freedom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very well said. That's good stuff right there. And you you, you you talked about the victim mentality, too. That's always a big one. Like That's a whole podcast in that's and a of itself, whole, right? That's a whole podcast in itself and probably more than that for sure. Um, but stepping out of that, you know, stepping away from it. And I know for me, embracing some of that old shit from the past, like my dad, I have issues with my dad, still do, still dealing mm-hmm. with until this day, you know, came a long way in that. Absolutely. Um, but at least it's not to a point now where before it was like, Oh, poor me, the victim, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to do it. And that's what, that was a huge part of what prohibited me from, from going down a path into recovery for a long, long time. Once that was out, boom. Let's do some shit now. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not tethered <clears throat> to those, you know, those binds. It's tough though. It's a, it's a yeah. daily battle. It's yep. a, still a daily battle. It's a daily practice, you know, dealing with, you know, my father with issues. Uh, we all have something that we're dealing with, like all of us, like mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter what it is. Um, anything, what, anything else you guys want to add? Any other, any other topics of discussion you could think of, or we want to roll on? We got a few minutes left, I think, before we. Before we head out and get our, I got to put, I'm going to buy some of those, um, those yoga pants out there, the purple and pink ones. Or with the palm trees with on the them. With the palm trees. So yeah. Cute. I was thinking about rocking those <laughs> so that I can get a good stretch on, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess know. I do. I would like to say, you know, there are so many fabulous yoga pants and yoga clothes and <laughs> yoga mats and music and, um, you know, things that we can really can be shiny and distracting in the yoga industry, hmm. um, or, or getting hooked on how I really want to attain a certain posture and thinking that's like the end result. Right. Uh, Or like, that's what this thing is about. And in fact, like it's just kind of sparkly, shiny distractions and not to say there's anything wrong with fun yoga pants. I got some fun yoga pants on right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a human. I'm in this human body. Right. Um, but you know, for anybody who's like, Oh, I can't do yoga because dot, dot, dot. Right. I find it's such a, um, parallel to, I can't, go to a meeting or I can't get recovery because dot, 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 you know, just to like really get curious about your own, um, my own, uh, excuses or reasoning or motivation, just get really clear of like, what am, am I really holding myself back? You know? And I love what Shane said about, yeah, like you've had your mamas for 15 years doing yoga and you're like, I kind of want to do this thing. And like, wait, but let me see, why am I really not trying this? Like, let me call myself out a little bit because I do want to, I do feel yeah, like there's something, something better here. Yeah. There's, yeah. 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 So just get really curious about the motivation because it's not, you know, palm tree yoga pants are fun and they're not, <laughs> you know, it doesn't stop there. I don't know how good they look on, on my <laughs> non yoga doing ass, but all right, I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going any further. Um, 
I'm just ready to get this yoga. Do, I am do too. Some yoga, dude. Like it's, I, it's be been fun. it's been a want and and need and desire of mine for probably three years now. And uh, so here I am, right? Like I'm I'm kind of in awe of you mm. know, the the studio's beautiful. Um, obviously the the yoga pants are are cool too, right? But um, <laughs> you know I think it's 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 a gate. I think it's a gateway. It's going to be a gateway for me to, mm. to to be here today. So right on yeah so awesome i'm just so stoked for you and you know you were the one that came really were like hey yoga hey let's do this pose look i can stand on my foot let's take a picture you're you know i'm like i want to do this and there was just something that lit up in you and to get to be here sitting with you shane um seth and shane and uh that you actually are here and showed up and stepped out of your comfort zone to explore this i'm just in awe of you, just really brave, lots of courage. You know, that's what it's all about. We appreciate it. We appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. We're going to rock this class here. And man, and real, real quick too, so I don't forget, like congrats to you on having an idea and fulfilling a need yeah, Thank you. and just awesome. fucking going after it. Because I know in, in, in um, I, had, I had read, you were very open and candid on Instagram about a post probably a month ago when, when I think when when you kind of asked me, hey, would you speak at the meeting? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, you'd put a post on there and you got real vulnerable about it. And you and you talked about how some of those insecurities and, and those voices come up in your head and say, nobody's going to come. Mm. I, why am I doing this? It's stupid anyways. And like. I think I know I've had those thoughts about I've had those thoughts about the podcast about so many things in my life and like overcoming that is such a hard thing sometimes because yeah. that little that voice in there man it just it just goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and if you don't have tools and community and people to build you up around you to help uh, silence that thing and then and then you don't have some courage to just jump out and say fuck it I'm going for it so Mad props to you, and thank you for having us out here today. It's been really, yeah, really cool. Thank you, Shane. Let me leave the floor to you. Tell us where we can find um, more information about you, your Instagram, the website coming up. Where can folks reach out to you and um, and find out more about you and yoga? Yeah, well, for sure. You know, um, the website will be live probably by the time this podcast is live, so you can go to awakenedrecovery.com, learn more about how you can get involved with the projects we have going here you can you know reach out and take a free class with me see what you think um if you're a treatment center or if you're an individual and you're like i'm i'm sober but like hey i think there's something more i think i can feel more fabulous i think i can feel more confident i think i can have a way better experience in my body than i'm having now um reach out and uh Chelsea Rappel is my name. We're joking, Rappel down the mountain, Rappel into the, the crevices, yeah. the deep, dark spaces where no one yep. else wants to go. It's my destiny. So I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for anyone that's want, wanting to have a conversation around that or, or you're a teacher and you want to get involved and see how you can and support the movement. And um, yeah, just yeah. so much gratitude. Thank you so much, guys. Cool. Good stuff. Hey, did you drink my water? I think I did drink your water. I thought that was your water. No, I drink your water. We'll get you more water. Seth, Chelsea, thanks for coming on the show. Much appreciated. We're going to go kick some ass at yoga right now. Uh, Thanks for tuning in today. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. There's resources there. You can contact us there. Shoot us a message. Leave us a review on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep the blood clean. Peace.